Okay, we want to begin tonight is uh, Thursday night, the 26th of February. And um, actually, uh, this is actually the second time we're meeting, but for, you know, in, in, in Jewish law, you go after the majority. And there's more people here today that are new than are old. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to just review briefly. It was just an introduction last time of goals and what we want to accomplish here, okay? And um, so we'll just review that introduction briefly. And uh, all classes and everything that we do here is recorded and put online. Uh, you can write down the name of the website. And anytime that you want to go over something or, you know, if you, if you heaven forbid, miss a class and you want to get the class that you missed, you can always get it online, okay? The, the name of the website is Ezra La Talmud, E-Z-R-A-L-A. T-A-L-M-I-D dot com. It's all one word, ezelatalmud.com. And there's, uh, when you'll open that website, you'll, you'll click on Gemara Files, and you'll see different, uh, you know, places of worship that are listed over there. One of them is JLE. So you'll click onto the JLE one, and you'll see all the classes that are happening over here. Okay? And the one that we gave last week is up and running there, too, in case you would like to listen to that one. Okay. Um, so, the, let me just explain to you basically uh, what we want to try and accomplish over here. And Rabbi Chapnick started it off already. And that is that, um, I don't know how much of, uh, of, that you have experience or background in, in learning Gemara. Uh, in order to do well in this class, you really don't have to have any but if you're already a big Tamakochim like him, uh, you'll also be happy here because this sort of like, uh, for some reason, it, it's, it, it applies to every single person and uh, you can grow from it and gain from it. Um, what we want to accomplish over here is hands-on interactive skills in learning Gemara. Okay, now what does that mean? So what that means is... Um, that in order for a person to be able ex to excel in learning Gemara, okay, there's actually three skills that a person has to excel. One skill is he has to be able to read the words because there's no vowels in them. So even if you recognize Hebrew letters, but there's no vowels in the Talmud. So therefore you have to be able to read the, the words, right? It's not like Chumash. Also you have to be able to translate the words because there's no translation in them. And then you have to be able to comprehend what they're saying, okay? So it's really three basic skills. We're talking about reading and translating, and then from reading and translating comes comprehension. Now, it's very, very interesting that the Gemara is really comprised of two parts, Mishnah and Gemara, okay? Mishnah came first, uh, and it's what we call the oral law, right? So the Mishnah came first, and after the Mishnah which is written very, very, very cryptic, okay? And then, uh, and the reason why is because when the Torah was originally given on Har Sinai, Mount Sinai, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave two parts to the Torah, okay? It was a blend of two things together. There was the written law, which is the Chumash, right? And then there was the oral law, which is the Gemara, which is the explanation, okay? It's called the Teresh Peh. Now, the reason why it was called the oral law is just as its name implies, because it was oral. And since it was oral, it was not allowed to be written down. 
Okay, so the way that it was given originally to be taught was Rebbe to student, Rebbe to student, Rebbe to student orally. And that's the way it went on for a long time. But what happened was, what happened was that after a while, uh, people started to forget. Okay, and, they were, and there was a danger that the Torah would be forgotten from Klal Yisrael. So what happened was, someone came to the rescue who was the undisputed leader of the generation. His name was Rabbi Yehuda Nosi, Rabbi Yehuda the Prince. He based himself on a certain posik in Tehillim. It's time to do for Hashem because the Torah is going to be destroyed. So really you weren't allowed to write the Torah Shabbat Pei. You were not allowed to write it. However, if it was in danger of being forgotten from Klal so he took upon himself that he's going to write down the Mishnayis. So he wrote down all the oral law, and he embodied it in Mishnayis. So anybody that had any exposure to even learning one Mishnah, one thing he could see right away. It's not an art scroll. Very, very cryptic. Okay? Very, very short. You know, it, it, it's, it's as, as little words as is possible is written there. And the reason why he did that was very, very simple. Because he wasn't supposed to write it all together. So if you have to write it, especially for his generation, they were first starting to forget. So you don't write everything, because you're not allowed to write it at all. He still wanted to maintain the flavor of the oral law. So he wrote it very cryptic, so you really need a Rebbe still to learn Mishnayis, because it's written so cryptically. But he wrote it up that way on purpose. Then what happened was that uh, time went on, and people started to forget. They started to rely on the Mishnah as the written word. See, it was just a reminder when it was first written, it was enough. But then people were not so clear, they started to forget, and they would rely on what they were reading as the written word, and it's so cryptic. So now what do you do? You can't piece it together. So then the Gemara was written down. Really, The Gemara had always been there, right? The Gemara had always been there, but, um, but the Gemara had been um, oral. And now people were forgetting the Mishnah, so they wrote down the Gemara as well. Okay? So now what you have is you have the Mishnah written down, you have the Gemara, which is the explanation of the Mishnah, right? But then guess what happened? That was also too cryptic. Even the Gemara, and it's, you know, if you learn a whole page of Gemara every day, that's called Dafyomi, takes seven and a half years to complete Shas, okay? That's a long time, okay? It's a lot of pages. And even that was too cryptic <laughs> after a while because people started to rely on the Gemara as the written word also, and it was a little bit difficult sometimes. So then came the commentaries on the side, like Rashi and Tosvos and other commentaries that are not on the page and so on and so forth, right? So um, every generation, as it was needed, they wrote things down. But they didn't write things more than the generation need, only what they needed. Even when Rashi wrote, it's also a little bit cryptic. You know there's commentaries on Rashi too? And there's commentaries on the commentaries and all that stuff, Okay. So that's how it's developed. Now, if you just want to gauge, and I don't want to make anybody feel uh, bad, but if you want to gauge Claudius where we're holding right now, is with that. I don't like to say it, but... And if you think about it, the founding fathers like Rabbi Uranossi and those that originally wrote, if they would have seen something like the, that, that, they would have passed out from it, you know, that, because it's supposed to be Torah Shabal Peh. And that's where we're holding today. But this is what's created because there's a, a need for it, because otherwise Torah, again, is in danger of being forgotten from Klal Yisrael. Okay. What we want to try and accomplish over here is as follows. 
uh, as we mentioned last time, if a person studies Gemara from Art Scroll, so uh, it's good, but it, it, it only takes you to a certain point in your learning, and you'll never, ever, ever go beyond that. In other words, if you want to expand to, to add a Rashi, you want to be able to learn a Tosvos or something like that on your own with a Chavrusa, um, and that's not in the art school. So you'll never be able to do that because the skills that you need in order to be able to learn Gemara are the same skills that you need to be able to learn Rashi and commentaries and so on. So if, you, if, if a person might think when he's learning art school or he's going to a Dafyomi class that he is picking up skills, okay? But uh, we mentioned it last time, the, the story that um, happened with me personally, uh, there was a, um, you'll excuse me for those that were here last time, I'll repeat the story. There are only two people. Two and only two, okay. So, okay. Don't okay. worry. Okay, good. I'll be Schneimadem so you can remind me if I'm saying the two witnesses, okay? Uh, there was a, a, a person, a famous actor, his name was Stephen Hill. His name is Stephen Hill. Okay, I don't know if you ever heard of him, but... Uh, he started out on a television series called uh, Mishnah Impossible, the Mission Impossible, many, many, many years ago. That's before he became religious, and then he became a Balchuva, and uh, then he was on a program called Law and Order afterwards and stuff like that. Even when he was religious, also. And what he used to do is between scenes, he would go into his trailer and he would learn Dafyomi, and he was very, very diligent, very diligent, and a smart man. Okay. And um, he would study his dafyomi religiously every day. He went through the dafyomi cycle three times. Now, it takes seven and a half years to learn it once. He learned it through three times. That's 22 and a half years. And he's a diligent man, and he doesn't miss. He figured after 22 and a half years, he could sit down now and learn with Chavrusa, right? So he sat down to learn with his Chavrusa, could not get through one line of the Gemara on his own, with his chavrusa, couldn't get through one line. Became very broken, because he figured 22 and a half years, and he's imbibing all this stuff, and now he's ready to roll, and he couldn't get anywhere. So he became very broken. Shortly afterwards, uh, he came to Los Angeles, and he, for uh, one of these uh, awards, Emmy Awards, or whatever it was, and they put him on the 17th floor of a hotel in Beverly Hills, came with his wife, and uh, it was Shabbos, Came, comes close to Shabbos, and he, he 17th floor was too many stairs for him to walk up and down on Shabbos. So somehow he wound up by us for Shabbos. And there was a slight connection through his wife to the family, so he came to our house for Shabbos, the both of them. And as we were walking to Shul, or home from Shul, he starts to pour out his heart to me. And he starts to tell me, you know, this whole story, that's how I know about it, because he told me about the 22 and a half years and how broken. And I said to him, you know what? I think I have just the thing that can help you out, okay? I have this method and its skills, and I think that if, if you work on it, I think that it'll take you out of your misery and you'll be a very happy person. So uh, to make a long story short, after Shabbos, I showed him the method. Then he went home to Muncie, and we learned three times a week for two years over the phone, and again with his very big diligence. After two years, uh, he, he was weaned off of, of learning with me, Went and sat down with the Chavrusa, made a a siyum on on Masech de Brachis and Masech de Makis twice with his Chavrusa, and he wrote me that beautiful letter that I gave out last week. I didn't bring it. Maybe I'll bring it again next time for you to look at. 
how this changed his life. Okay? A- amazing. So uh, that's what I just want to illustrate, and he gave me permission to say over the story, but I just want to illustrate to you that you can be diligent and you can learn from these texts, and they're wonderful, and they serve a function, but it'll only take you to as diligent and as you are, it will only take you to a certain point, not further. Okay? And everybody, uh, by and large, has to strive in his learning to get as high a level as he possibly can. Okay? Now, if a person, let's say, is on, a, on an island somewhere with an art school and that's all he has, so, of course, that's, that's the max that he could do. So that's wonderful. Or if that's all you could do, that's okay. But, you know, uh, if, if it is possible for a person to try and learn at the same time the skills that are nece- necessary for independent learning, then he has an obligation to do so. Okay? And that's why everybody's here today, and that's what we hope to accomplish as well. Okay? Uh, the method that we use, very simple, frighteningly simple, and it's uh, what it does is it works on the three skills that I just mentioned to you about reading, translating, and comprehension, but it just separates them, which means when we're working on the skill of reading, we don't worry about the other two. When we're working on the translating, we don't worry about the other two. And comprehension, we don't worry. Okay? And then... Whatever we do here together on sheets, as I'll show you in this book that you have in front of you, uh, there's a way that you use it to prepare in between, okay? And if you do it the way you're supposed to, as it's prescribed in here, and you don't deviate, you do it exactly, and you're diligent to do it. So then what happens is that every piece of Gemara that we learn together, when you're done, you're able to read it and translate it and explain it perfectly without a mistake, okay? All right, so, um, and if you do that long enough, it's like, if uh, the way I look at it, and the way I look at me, is that every single, if you look at a page of Gemara, it's like a column, right? So the way I look at it is, that every single page of Gemara is like an avenue, it's like a street. So I'm just walking down the street with you together, word by word, line by line, and we're going through it together with all the skills necessary, okay? And um, after a while, if you walk through these avenues enough, so you pick up systemics, you know, things repeat themselves a lot, and the words repeat themselves, and so on. One heads up that you have to know is that there are many, many words in the Gemara, and it's written in a, in a language called Aramaic and Hebrew, if you don't speak Hebrew, the mission is in Hebrew. And it's not possible, it's a lifelong pursuit, okay? But when you developed every, this is, I remember this from Yeshiva days still, the, the, the boys in yeshiva always used to be talking about getting a derech and learning. That means to get some mahalak, get some way of being able to learn that they could use for themselves. It's not a, a finished product because the shots is that big. You've got to go through all of it, right? But if you have a derech, which means a way that works and gets you through it, and you're, you're good at that way and you've imbibed that way, then you're, you're set to go and you can do the job that's put before you. Okay? All right. So this is going to give you a derech. Um, and uh, a lot of people ask me, like, how long, Rabbi? <laughs> how long should I expect, or how long does it take in order for me to feel that I can do something? And the answer is that there really isn't any answer for that. And like my Rebbe used to say to me always, Rabbi Perlo, he's an old Minsk Rebbe, he used to say, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. And Yushalayim for sure wasn't built in a day. So in other words, it takes time and it takes effort. It, you have to put in the effort. It does, 
when we a lot of people get scared from the word effort. You know, once you hear effort, they're, they're scared because everything has to be on a silver platter. You know what? Effort doesn't have to be a scary thing. It doesn't have to be scary to, have to put in effort. If it's effort that you can do, and it's within your power to do, and you're just doing it, so therefore you will grow from that. All right. But when I say effort, it means you have to put in the time to do what you have to do. It's not a lot of time, but you have to put in the time diligently and do it the right way, and then you will see amazing results. Okay. So depending on where you're holding at your entry level, okay, uh, if you have never learned Gemara before, uh, um, so I would say like this, after, what we do is like this, we begin just with Gemara. No Rashi, no Tosas, just Gemara. Okay? Once we feel that we're ready, we move into the Rashi. Once we feel we're ready, we move into the Tosas. That's the things that, the main things on the page, Okay? Once you're, you, you, you've done Gemara Rashi Tosas for a while, okay, then the, the next step is um, to learn that instead of the class first and then you uh, going over it, then you prepare first, that we go over it together, you prepare with your Chavrusa, with supervised study, that means that I move around from person to person just to make sure, and if you have any questions or anything like that, we do that for a while. After that, you're good to go. You graduate. And you're ready to sit your chavrusa, and you can learn anything that you want. Excuse okay. me. Did you ch- turn that back on? Yeah, it's on. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So uh, that's. So I would say, just based on average, uh, that this process uh, would take um, approximately two years. It takes approximately two years, um, and. Uh, one thing I'll tell you is that we don't move on to the next level until we're all ready. So how are you supposed to know that you're ready? Okay? So the answer to that is, you know when you're ready. You know, I gave the example last time that when I was a little kid and I used to sit next to my father in the stick shift car. And he's moving the, the clutch and the this and the that, and the, 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 you know, all the different things and the throttle and whatever it's called. And he's driving, uh, you know, and, and at the same time, he's talking to me. And I'm thinking, how in the world can he talk to me and do all those things at the same time? And the answer is, if you don't do it long enough, when it's time to shift into the next gear, you, it's just a feeling. You just know. You don't even have to think about it. Same thing here. When we're ready to move on to Rashi, we'll know. And we're ready to move on from Rashi to Tosis, we'll know that too. Okay? So it's, it's, it's a comfort zone, and we won't do it, and we won't leave anybody behind, but we'll all know that when we're ready to do it. Okay? All right. Uh, now what I would like to do is just to, to give you a brief rundown on this, this most important book that you have in front of you. So let's open it up, uh, and, and the first thing that you'll see when you open it is something called an introduction. This introduction is a restatement of what we just spoke about now, the importance of learning skills, and, uh, you know, what, and how it figures in in your learning. Okay, that, you can look through that afterwards. Okay, if you skip to the next part, what we have is a printout of the Gemara that we're going to be learning, and that is the second chapter of Baba Metziah. It's called Ela Metziah. Anybody ever learned Ela Metziah before? Second chapter of Baba Metziah, okay? So that's what we're going to be starting with. Uh, it starts after that, uh, those big black bold letters in the middle, the first line after that, on top of the sticky papers. That's what we're going to be starting with, okay? The next page is the instruction sheet, as we're going to go through that afterwards, about how to use what we do here. 
the sheets that we prepare over here, how you use them between classes in order for you to uh, internalize the skills that we work on and, and, and acquire them for you. All right? Okay, so we'll go through that step by step as we need to. After the first yellow um, divider is what you are looking at. It says side number one is the first two skills that I told you about. Is the first two skills that I, uh, I told you about. You see the Hebrew words printed, pre-printed, okay? So what we're going to do is we're going to put the vowels into these words together. And then on the blank line, we're going to write the translation, okay? So that's already the first two, uh, two, two skills that we need to work on. One is reading the words properly, and one is translating the words properly, okay? And the way that it's divided up is that when you learn Gemara or Mishnah or anything like that, it's divided up into steps, question, statement, or answer. So what we do is, everything you're looking at here is a step. In other words, the, uh, we'll translate all the words that we need to until uh, we finish the step that we're working on. Let's say it's a question or whatever it is. Sometimes in the Gemara it could be one word. We'll stop after one word and work on the step. Sometimes it could be ten, ten lines of Gemara. But however long it is, we're going to translate and work on all the skills of that one step, get that one step down, and then move on to the next step. That's why you see that it's divided up. And as a matter of fact, if you take a look on side number one, you could see like a, a, a bold number one and a bold number two. So the, uh, what that means is step one on this page and step two on this page because it's divided into steps, okay? Then if you go on to the next section, uh, after the next yellow divider, what you're looking at is, um, it says page number one on top, and that is the third skill, which is called comprehension, okay? So what we try and accomplish is we try and first perfect the reading, and from the reading we want to get comprehension. Okay, that's the natural, normal way that you have to try and do it, right? From reading comes comprehension. As we mentioned last time also, if you remember when you were in the first grade and you were learning how to read, see, spot, run, remember? So the way that they teach you reading comprehension is first they teach you how to read, and from the reading they teach you to get comprehension from the words, okay? The problem with Gemara is, the, is that, uh, you know, people want to get right away to the comp comprehension, and that's where all these aids have grown up to help people with the syntax so they can really get right to the comprehension, okay? And the reason why you can't get skills in reading and translating, let's say from an art school, is because it wasn't written to teach you skills. What they do is, if you ever looked in art school, they'll take six, seven words at a time, right? And they'll write them down, and they're not really translating them exactly. What they're doing is they're giving you a, a comprehension, an immediate comprehension. So when you're done, what you know is like this. I know these words are supposed to be saying that. So when you go to review it in the Gemara, sometimes you can review it, but you're reading the words, and you know that they're supposed to be saying that, so you just sit up, you're not getting the comprehension from the reading of the words, okay? So what we try and do here is work the opposite way, in the natural, normal way, which is to read and, and, and translate, and from that will come out the comprehension. Okay, so comprehension is the third step that we work on, not the first step, okay? First the syntax, from the syntax comes the comprehension. And then we restate it in our own words on, in this section. All right, now, uh, moving on to the next uh, little section in, after the um, 
the next section of divider. What you see over there is uh, a sheet with all of the olive base. Okay? It has all of the olive base. And what it has is the name of each letter, the block letter. The block letter is the one that you see written in the Gemara itself. Then the script letter, which is the writing letter of it, the cursive, the writing letter. And the Rashi corresponding letter. Okay? So everything you need for these letters... Uh, and, and what you need to do for them, what we're going to be doing, is found on the side one and side two of the sheet. And the next page is the Hebrew vowels, okay? With their the name of each vowel, and the vowel itself, how it looks, and to the left is the sound that the vowel makes, okay? Okay, and finally, at the very, very, very end, is a little bit of a thick booklet over here that I included for, for those of you that need it. I don't know who needs it and who doesn't. But what it is, is if you don't know how to write the olive base, part of, of the, uh, the integral part of this class of skills is being able to write. Because writing is a tremendous aid to memory. I always say over the, the story that when I was studying for smicha, uh, and yeah, there's so much that you have to know, and so, so much minute and detail and things like that. Um, so what I did was, I took it upon myself that I wrote down everything, just a synopsis of everything step by step as I was going through it. I have it in a notebook. I never, ever had to look in the notebook after I wrote it down. Just by writing it down, it locked it in my brain. If I wouldn't have written it down, it wouldn't have locked it in my brain. But by writing it down, I focused on it and it locked in my brain. And I never, ever had to look at it again. So writing is a tremendous aid to memory. Mm -hmm. So uh, even though right now we're, we're being a little pampered, by the fact that we're, I'm giving you the pre-printed words on the sheet, if you remember, but our goal is as soon as possible to be, a, to be able to look inside the Gemara at the word, do the same thing, write it word by word, but write it ourselves. Look in the Gemara in the block letter and transcribe it and write it on the page, okay? But, uh, you know, some of you might not be ready for that yet, so what you have over here at the end is a little exercise of each letter, okay, of the 22 letters of the alphabet with the final letters, and uh, what I would suggest is that you take three letters a week. It's not a lot. And you work on those three letters every single week till you have it done. It will not take you long. You'll be amazed. And all of a sudden you'll be writing. If you never did that before, it's a wonderful feeling. Or if you did a long time ago and you haven't used it, you're rusty. Everything's going to come back to you. But try and do that. Try and teach yourself the, uh, uh, the letters with the writing. What you do is if you, you just follow the dots of each letter. Okay, and the name of the letter is written on top in English there. And as you write the letter, you say the letter as you're writing it. So in other words, you say it out loud. Aleph, 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 like that, okay? So let's say you did this week Aleph Beis Gimel. Did the first three letters, okay? So what you want to do is when you're done, take a clean sheet of paper and just write Aleph, Beis, and Gimel on, this, on the sheet of paper. And say it as you're writing it then those three letters are yours, okay? Then if you can do more than three, okay, fine, but no pressure here, okay? If you can do five is also good. It'll just be a little bit quicker, that's fine. But I say three because that's usually the comfort zone for everybody, at least, okay? And do that until you are done with all the letters and you're able to write the letters, okay, comfortably, all right? And then we'll move on to phase two, which is to be able to write everything ourselves instead of pre-printed sheets, which is really what we're trying to get to. All right? Okay. All right. Any questions on uh, what we have so far? It's a lot to digest in a f few moments. Okay? 
But, uh, you know, it's really quite simple, and the method is quite simple, and it's just a matter of getting into it, and uh, it becomes second nature to you right away. Okay, so what we want to do right now is, uh, let's take out, from the notebook, let's take out the pre-printed Gemara page. Okay. Okay, so we need pre-printed... Uh, yeah, I have a Gemara. I, 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 I have a... You have everything, okay. I have a Gemara, we see the, all the other stuff. Okay, okay. But uh, we can get that later. Okay, and also we want to make uh, a, a takeout uh, from the notebook. Let's take it out from the notebook. Side number one of the word sheet. Side number one. Okay, that's the words. And in the next section, page number one of the explanation sheet. So those three sheets we should have out. The Gomorrah page, side number one, and page number one. Okay, we're going to be starting with side number one first. Okay? Uh, and it's words number one through six in step number one. Okay, those are the words we're going to work on first, and those words are a step, okay? So we're going to work on these six words. The first thing we want to do is that we're going to put the, the vowels underneath the letters, okay? So let's do that together. So on side number one, let's begin with word number one. Here we go. Starting with the first letter, we're going to put the letters underneath. Uh, so starting with the Aleph in word number one, Two dots next to each other, tzere. Then comes a lamid, and to the left of the vav in the middle is a dot shuruk. Okay, everybody have that? Okay, now word number two. Underneath the mem is a shva stoplight. That's two dots, one on top of the other, like a colon. Underneath the tzadi, is a dot, one dot, it's called a chirik. Um, and on top of the vav is a dot cholam. Alright, word number three, to the upper right of the shin is a dot, making it a shin. Underneath the shin is a tripod, three dot tripod, called a segol. And on top of the vav is a dot cholam. Word number four, underneath the vav, is a shva stoplight. Underneath the aleph is two dots next to each other, tzere. And to the left of the vav is a dot shuruk. Sure. Underneath the vav is a shva stoplight, like a colon. Uh, Word number four, right? Yeah. Okay, is is a dot, two dots, one on top of the other. Underneath the aleph is two dots next to each other, tzere. And to the left of the vav is a dot shuruk. Okay, number five. Underneath the ches is a straight line, patach. Underneath the yud is a little t, komatz. Those are the only two vowels for that word. And the last word, number six. Underneath the lamid is a shva stoplight. Underneath the hay is a straight line, patach. Underneath the chof is a shvo stoplight. Underneath the resh is a dat chirik. 
Okay. Now, the first thing we want to do is try and read back these words in the sheet to make sure that we have it all uh, written down properly and that we're pronouncing them properly, okay? All right. I'm sorry I don't know everybody's name, but uh, uh, usually what we do here is that we, you know, I, I call upon people to read. So if you have any problem or you're inhibited, <coughs> but just let me tell you one thing. Loa Baishan Lomate, it says. If you can't be ashamed, and through speaking out and learning, that's how you grow, okay? Um, <coughs> so let's begin by re- uh, trying to read back these six words. Okay? Okay, you want to begin? All of them? Yeah. Elu Mitsios Shalom Velu Chayov Okay, beautiful, beautiful, wonderful. Elu Mitsios Shalom Elu Chayov Lehachris. Okay? Now, that's the first of the three skills already. See how easy that was, okay? Now, what you have on this paper so far is you have just vowels in the words. Now, what we want to do is uh, we want to try and take the vowels that are on these words and we want to put them into the words that are in the Mishnah itself that we're beginning with that don't have any vowels, okay? So the way that we do that is as follows, okay? And this is described on that instruction sheet that I showed you at the beginning, but let's run through it together. What you do is, and this is what you would do in between classes also, this sheet will be in your notebook, so when you're ready to take the couple seconds that it takes to review, you take it out of the notebook, okay, and you take the sheet and you put it to the right of that pre-printed Gemara sheet that I gave you. Okay? Now, uh, so what we're trying to accomplish is like this. This is the way we do it. You read the word on the sheet first, Elu, because it has the vowels, right? Then you keep your finger also on the Mishnah and read the word in the Mishnah, the corresponding same word, Elu. So Elu, Elu, like that. Then the next word, Mitzios, Mitzios. Shalom, Shalom. Ve'elu, Ve'elu. Chayov, Chayov. Lahachris, Lahachris. Okay, so you do that a couple times, okay, until you feel that you're ready to read those words exactly like they're on the sheet without having to look at the sheet, okay? So let's do that now. You can practice by yourself a little bit. And let me just tell you how you make a self-check. Here's how you know that you're ready, okay? Because you know what? If you ask me when I'm ready, I'm always ready. But how do I know I'm really ready, okay? So the way is like this. You do a self-check, which is... Uh, when, you, when you think you have it already, you cover up the words on the sheet, then you do it backwards. First you read the word from the, the Mishnah, Elu, uncover the word and read it here. If it comes out the same, that means you got it. If it, do, it comes out the same by all six, that means that you're ready to go and that step is done. That's called the self-check, you do it backwards. So first it's from the sheet into the Mishnah, one word at a time, dragging the vowels over one word at a time. This is not memorization at all. You're just dragging it over word by word, then the self-check opposite at the end, okay? So let's give ourselves a few moments to try and do that, and then we'll see how, how we go with that. I think I might have one vowel wrong. Okay, um, which word? Number four, the last on the vav. Okay, so in, in, to the left of the vav in the middle is a dot. So it's in the middle. Okay, yes, it's a lu.
Let's see this. And by the way, self-check on this one is the same thing. <coughs> After you think that you have it, cover the words up and read Elu. Then you do the opposite. You read Elu these from the Mishnah, uncover it and read these. If it comes out the same, you've got it. So it's Elu these, these. Mitzios finds R, finds R. Shalom his, his, like that. And cover, uncover one word at a time. If it goes smoothly and you have them all, that means that you're set to go. It's better to take out the sheets because it okay. just makes it easier. Okay. okay. You mean how to do this new new yeah. skill? Yeah. Yeah. I'm back there, I can't really see. Okay. So what you do is like this: you you put this to the right of the Gemara because you're only using English now, uh-huh. and you read the word here, Elu. Then you read the English, these, mm-hmm. and then you drag it over, Elu, these. So Hebrew, English, Hebrew, English. Okay. Hebrew, English, Hebrew, English. One word at a time Do you do all the words. Elu, these. And then Elu, these. So you read okay. it separate here, separate here, and then drag it over and say it over here. Okay. Okay. And then when, and, and when you think you have it, then you, the self-check is you do the opposite. Elu, these, these. Mitzios finds our, finds our. So you just uncover the words one at a time. You got that? Okay, great. Okay, let's give it a trial run. Uh, it doesn't have to be perfect this time because, again, this is something I'm just running through it with you so you know what to do in between. Okay, you can take as much time as you need. Um, but this is just to get a little bit of a, a practice run.